0: IFM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us now is Sean Sachs, an expert observer of the Boycott Divest Sanctions movement, also overseeing anti-Semitism activities, NGOs, and foreign funding. I hope I got everything right there. Sean, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us.
1: Hi, good afternoon. Yeah, that's a bit of a an mouthful, but mostly
0: there. Okay, well, great. I don't think you're going to complain any anytime time soon about that, are you, Sean? With all the accolades. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us, Sean. Um, we're looking at the impact of uh, anti-Semitic agendas uh, directed towards the Jewish community and the impacts of extremists and shared paranoia and conspiracy theories. Okay, let's just reflect a little on recent events: white supremacist, insightful demonstrations recently in Florida, in the state of Georgia, as well as online live streams. There's been anti-Semitic propaganda which was reflected and also distributed in Texas, California, Florida, and Arizona. Having said all that, uh, my first question to you is, how bad is the scourge globally right now, and why is there a resurgence?
1: Um, I think it's one of those things that it's always been there. Unfortunately, since the dawn of humanity, um, people have always found a way to hate Jews, to blame Jews for everything, and that really has never subsided. Mm -hmm. What has subsided is over time it has actually been forced underground with Jew, Jew sovereignty, Jews actually realizing that we don't need to hide mm-hmm. and the fact that a lot of people are realizing that anti-Semitism is just plain wrong along with many other types of discrimination. So people who invariably will find ways to hate Jews and blame Jews have mm-hmm. retreated to the peripheries of society. and. Fortunately, what has happened is over time, with new uh, new things coming to the forefront, uh, tragedies that happen around the world, mm-hmm. these same dark forces have once again decided that they can come out into the open and blame Jews. The other aspect of all of this is the fact that we have social media, uh, the vast web of social media that provides us with so much beautiful communication the opportunity to contact people around the world also gives very small and sometimes isolated people who have these horrendous points of view, it gives them a platform where they can draw crowds and, in some cases, just do things that are plainly inflammatory, mm-hmm. but people will log on nonetheless.
0: Sean, what is the underlying reason behind these uh supremacists and these uh, hate mongers and what have you, as you as you've mentioned, uh, there's always there's this trend to like if there's something going on. Um, the rabbi, the former rabbi from uh, Russia, even warned that Jews are us always being the scapegoats in Russia. What, what exactly is it that, that they're pinpointing about the Jewish community?
1: It's a, it's a fascinating question. I think there's many academics who, who have studied it. I really think one of the, the best explanations for this has always been uh, the late uh, Sir, Jonathan, Sir Jonathan Sachs, the late chief rabbi of the United Kingdom. He actually put it beautifully in a speech he gave to the European Parliament shortly before he retired where he said people instinctively will hate the other and the Jews are the ultimate other. In ancient times, we, we even pagan times.
0: Right. Sure things
1: not. that many other religions and societies didn't do. Sorry.
0: Sorry, you broke up there. I just thought we'd lost you for a moment. Sorry, carry on, Sean. No,
1: nope. I'm, I'm still here. I said. So Rabbi Sack said that in, in ancient times, in uh, if you want to even call it early historical times, Jews did things differently. Uh, one of the first things that we actually did, uh, that, if you want to go back to biblical times, we we stopped ritual sacrifices of people, which was earlier seen as antithesis. And then, with mono, when Jews introduced the idea of monotheism, which was complete antithesis, and we were and we faced a lot of, in some cases, discrimination for it in religious times when we were seen as the antithesis of. Christianity, we were the Christ killers. We were blamed for all the horrible things that had happened around the world from the black plague to the failure of certain governments. And as society progressed, Jews were always blamed for whatever was wrong. And as Rabbi Sek said, even to the point when we, the world and especially Europe seemed to progress to a scientific level, when you had, you had Nazism, super, uh, racial supremacy, Jews were always seen as the race perverter. We weren't we weren't worthy of being among humanity on a scientific level. And so this this hatred continues to fester. And unfortunately, even today, uh, where we see many of the many tragedies are invariably going to be blamed not only on the Jews, but on Israel, even if we have nothing to do with it.
0: Sean, I just wish we had more time to unpack this uh, issue a little further. Unfortunately, we've just run out of time, but thank you so much for dissecting uh, that uh, issue a bit more. It's something I've always wanted to pose, and it's something that's always, it's something that uh, I've always contemplated as to what is going on with this specific hatred towards the Jewish community. But Sean, I love your sum up there. And, uh, of course, I'm going to invite the listeners in on this and what their opinions are. Sean Sachs, thanks very much for joining us uh, this afternoon. Sean Sachs, an expert observer of the Boycott Diverse Sanctions Movement, overseeing anti-Semitism activities, NGOs, and foreign funding. So what did you make of that?